Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in their new facility in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Well, welcome back to the program, and we, as always, are blessed that you have decided to join us for a discussion through God's Word. And at Shouts of Grace, that is exactly what we do. We go into the Bible, and we take sometimes scriptures, sometimes topics that um, that we interact with in life and in situations and um, ideologies, worldviews, you name it, and we put them all up, line them up in the face of Scripture, and we have discussions about them. And so we've done that for almost five years. We've got a number of past episodes that you can listen to by simply going to shoutsofgraceradio.com, and there at shoutsofgraceradio.com, um, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. We um, we have assembled a, a great uh, number of podcasts for you to kind of to, to dive into while you're running or while you're working out or while you're uh, driving, whatever it is you want to do. And so those are there uh, for your pleasure. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, we want to say thank you. Um, and if you're a return listener, we also want to say thank you. And like always, we do give a shout out to Key Radio um, Studios here in Provo, Utah for the use of their studios as we uh, put Shouts of Grace on the airwaves for you. Um, if you are a first-time listener, we want to let you know kind of what we do in our as far as our setup here is we, we have discussions with pastors from uh, sometimes here in Utah, different pastors, um, sometimes around the United States, and, and there's been a few times where they've been out of the country as well. And so today is no different. Uh, today I have in studio um, a real good friend of mine, Pastor Joe Funicello, uh, one of the pastors and elders at Redemption Hill Church, um, our church, I can say, uh, in, I was going to say Saratoga Springs, but that's not the case anymore, Joe. It's Eagle Mountain, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes it is. So yeah, we, moved, we recently we moved. moved into a a building, a permanent facility, and um, you know the church, church there is is loving uh, the work that God is doing, and so um, we'd like to invite you out to that too. If you if you do live in Utah and you're listening to this in Utah, um, you can go to ninety five seventeen Mount Airy Drive in Eagle Mountain. We meet on Sunday mornings at ten thirty a.m. Um, and Shouts of Grace Radio um, obviously is, is a radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church there, and so um, you are officially invited. But Anyway, today what I wanted to do is I wanted to, um, you know, a while back we were kind of doing a hopping through the Psalms series and so uh, where we just kind of jumped through the Psalms. And so today, Joe, what I wanted to do is kind of wanted to look at a, a particular verse in Psalm 89 because I think there's a few things here that, that talk about really what God's about, right? When you talk about um, you know, if, if you talk about the foundation of something, what you're talking about is when you break everything down to like the irreducible minimum, the foundation, what is it that, 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 that you have? And so when it comes to the Lord, what is the Lord's heart? What is the foundation of God's throne? What is it that he rule? What, it, what, what, what is it that undergirds his rulership, you know, and his lordship, um, in this world? And so I, I want to dive into this and then just kind of open up the discussion in Psalm 89, verse 13, if you guys have a Bible that you're listening or you have an app, follow along with us. It says in verse 13, you have a mighty arm, referring to the Lord. Strong is your hand, high your right hand. Then in verse 14, righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne. 
steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. The word steadfast love there and faithfulness, um, that word steadfast love, some of your versions might say unfailing love or patience. And then um, the word faithfulness, some of your versions say truth. And so it literally would say righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne and unfailing love and truth go before you. So Joe, let's let, let's talk about those those four things here for a second. What kind of really, you know, God's God's lordship uh, is established on. This idea of God's throne being said that righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne. Two very interesting words to describe the foundation of God's throne. So so let's talk about the first one, righteousness. What does that mean in, in your eyes? That the right, righteousness is what upon what God rules on. It's the foundation upon which His throne sits. So righteousness, Steve, the way I uh, understand this, is is a close cousin of holiness. Mm-hmm. But righteousness is actually um, doing what is right, mm-hmm. doing what is. You know, I I I think it's almost like. Uh, petals on the same flower you have righteousness you have holiness you have purity you have all these things there but when it says his throne is um let me see where this is righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne the righteousness there is um again purity holiness and all that but it's 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 formed in doing what is right because he always does what is right he never does what is wrong. He always thinks the best. And you mentioned the verse, we'll get to it, but based on that, when you think about righteousness and doing what is right, you also have the component of that is love. Mm-hmm. And so he does his righteousness, his throne is set up that it's just done right and it's and it's loving. Yeah, and, and I think that's a good, these are good, um, kind of character uh, traits of, of as far as God's nature is concerned um, that that is it's good for us to meditate on in in these days because what happens ultimately Joe is is something bad happens in the world something wicked happens in the world and of course you know God's the great orchestrator and he's the overseer of everything so if it happens under his watch then how can you know yeah how can a God of love, love allow such such horrific things to happen in the world and so it's interesting that satan actually attacks this very part of god's throne righteousness how could a god of love how could god so good and righteous allow something so wicked so unrighteous to happen and and so this is always a good thing for i think believers to go back to and Mm. remind themselves when they see chaos in the world be real careful as to where you point the blame at, right? Sure. Because we're told righteousness, like you said, doing what is right and good is what God's throne is built on. And so when when we talk about righteousness um, as a character trait, um, it, it's interesting that we find righteousness at the throne of God. We we, we don't find it in, in this world. We, we don't yeah. find it. No. Talk, talk about that a little bit. Talk about the fact that this isn't just you know, kind of this, this, um, you know, quality, this is speaking about a character trait of, of a person, right? Yes. Talk about that. Yes. Well, just <clears throat> like you said, a character trait of a person in A.W. Tozer's book, Knowledge of the Holy, he goes through an amazing book. He goes through, uh, some of these, um, characters, uh, character traits, uh, uh, so to speak, or what you would say of 
who God is. And they all work um, together. In this world, like you said, we don't see righteousness. We will not see righteousness. You know, I'm reminded that uh, Jesus is the one that said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I've overcome it. This isn't heaven. Heaven is where righteousness is met out every single day. But in this world, all you have to do is turn on the news or click on uh, social media and you see unrighteousness and you see things taken, taken place because the Bible says the God of this world, that isn't referring to uh, uh, Jesus and the Father, Holy Spirit. It's referring to Satan. Mm-hmm. And at, at some, some respect, if you see what's taking place, the enemy, his authority is ruling over most of this world. doesn't mean God doesn't intervene because he intervenes in lives everywhere. But you see primarily an unrighteousness working in the hearts of men in foundations that men rule in politics and everything. There was an unrighteousness, an untruth, and you can see it more and more. These days are growing evil. That's why you can't have social media. You can't have other platforms be open to discussion about things because it goes against the narrative they're trying to portray because it's not always true. And, and, and unrighteousness cannot handle that. Yeah, I, I like the idea of righteousness being the foundation of God's throne. You know, we, we talk often about this in church when we're, you know, closing up a message or whatever. People have heard me say often, you know, you, you can't go find righteousness in the world. It's it's not like righteousness comes um, by you, um, you know, being devoted to some sort of duty or you, you know, listening yes. or, or, you know, taking a list of, of things that are righteous things and obeying those and then you get righteousness. Righteousness is eludes every human being's search in this world unless it leads them to the person of Jesus Christ because there's where righteousness and only where righteousness resides. And so when we talk about um, righteousness being the foundation of God's throne, it's it's the very character and nature of Christ. And so Um, when, when we come to God, that's, that's one of the premier things that takes place is we receive righteousness on which God's throne is built on which Jesus lives and rules. And so for me, I always, I always like to think of righteousness as, you know, just that, that pure character of God to know and do always what's right and to transform people who don't know into people who know and do what is right. And yeah. so um, it's it's a standing, it's a righteous standing before God and all of it comes from God's throne. You, you can't find it in life. You just, you know, you can't, you can hang out with the smartest of gurus and, and the, you know, the people that are, that are good people by world standards, but nobody can make the claim to be unrighteous. It's, it's a throne issue and, and we know who comes from the throne we can read Revelation, and I saw one who sat on the throne, you know, yeah. and, and heaven and earth fled away from him. So anyway, um, Joe, on, on the other side of the break, what I want to do is I want to look at this idea of justice because, man, we got a big cry for justice today. Yeah. Everybody's wanting justice. Exactly. Justice this. And, and here's the funny thing. Man has an idea of what justice is, or they have their idea of what justice is, but but their idea of justice really does depend really does find itself at odds many times with what God's view of justice is, right? And um, so I want to talk a little bit more about that on the other side of the break. Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace, and we will be right back. 
You're listening to Shouts of Grace, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill or Pastor Steve, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. That's rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo. And Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org. Now let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's broadcast. Welcome back to this discussion I am having with uh, Pastor Joe Funicello here in studio in Provo, Utah, at Key Radio Studios. And we are having a discussion, Joe, on Psalm 89 and just this um, this idea of righteousness and justice being the foundations of God's throne, as we see in verse 14. Um, we talked a little bit about righteousness. Let's talk about justice. As I mentioned before the break, ju- justice is just a big buzzword today in, in our culture. And, you know, people are people are talking about their view of justice. This isn't right. This is and, and they're even even creating, you know, these ideas that um, that perhaps don't exist, you know, because, you know, this is just a lack of justice. And, and they're starting to view things through this weird prism that that somehow man can can come up and define what's just more definitely more th- than God can. But God's already defined it because it's what he rules upon. And so when we talk about justice, if I were to say to you, um, you know, this is unjust, what does that mean to the person who would hear that? Well, I, I think when you, somebody hears that, you hear that anywhere, even you know, 2,000 years ago, as unjust to put a perfect man on a cross. Hmm. That's an injustice. Hmm. You, know, uh, you know, today you might say, well, it was unjust that, and it might be true in some respects, in some cases, I wasn't speeding, it was the other blue car. It was unjust to get this ticket. Hmm. Something was leveled against me that wasn't correct. Hmm. And so hmm. that's how I kind of look at injustice today or maybe injustice. That's right, how right, right. At, yeah. No, I like that. I think it's, I think it's, it's taking kind of what we said before. It's taking what should be right and should be done and the opposite takes place, yeah. right? So when we talk about injustice today, um, you know, when, when people are treated a certain way, you know, oftentimes they'll take, justice into their own hands right that might look different you might have somebody who thinks they were fired wrong and they you know they go old school term they go postal on somebody and they start taking justice into their own hands but most people don't don't do that but when people think that they've been treated wrongly um they they do they do step out and they do um take matters into their own hands and they respond in certain ways that aren't right or aren't godly so, so when I think of justice being the foundations of God's throne, when you think of that, what comes to your mind as, as this is a foundation of God's throne, regardless of what you receive in life, regardless of what yes. you see on earth, this is a foundation of God's throne. What does that mean? Well, let me, let me just paint this picture real quick to show you what it doesn't mean is a perfect man walked in this earth, healed everybody that came to him, fed people, loved on people, took care of people, did nothing wrong, even by the law standard, and he was put to death. Hmm. That is injustice, and that shows you what transpires in in the world's kingdoms. Now, um, when I think about, what was that question you asked? At the same time, um, at, at the same time as that's being, we could say that's being unjust, yes. 
Um, or, or it's what? also justice. How is so? So you're talking about the cross, obviously. Yes. Very unjust act very towards unjust. the person. At the same time, it was justice as well. Yes. How so? So it was justice in this respect, and this will give you an idea of the Father's love for this world. Uh, John was in John three. It says, "For God so loved the world that He gave." In giving His Son, Isaiah talks about what transpired, and this great love. There had to be a payment. It says Jesus took the sins of the whole world upon himself. In Isaiah, it says that it pleased his father to bruise him because he was taking uh, the justice that is, is like perfection that God has required. He took it upon himself, sins, and the father had that done that mankind can have a relationship with the father and, and, and have right standing with God have justification just as if you've never sinned. And so that is God's justice poured out upon his son that it wouldn't be poured out upon us. This, this standard that God has that was way above everybody else. As a matter of fact, if people realized God's standard, they wouldn't try hmm. to have their own righteousness. And Romans says this, this way, therefore by the deeds of the law, the best you could do, no flesh will be justified or just as if I've never sinned in his sight for by the law, the knowledge of sin is. Mm, yeah. I, I, I like the picture, you know, practically speaking, you know, <laughs> you, you commit a crime and you stand before a judge. The judge's whole job is to measure out justice. What's yeah. the penalty? What's the payment for what you've done? You've broken the law. And I think, I think you said it well, when, when, when we talk about the justice of God, God's justice is measured out totally and completely at the cross yes. as it pertains to forgiveness of sins, yes. right? And and that's why it's the good news. Yeah, amen. You don't have to do anything as far as working and striving and trying to achieve and reach up to a standard and do the next yeah. level. And God did it for you through his son. That's why it always it always intrigues me and it bothers me when people think, you know, even even believers would say, you know, when something bad's happening, well, God's punishing me, you know, as if yeah. as if that's the justice. No, yeah. there, there's a difference between, you know, between a person's actions receiving consequences in this life, which they do. You go rob a bank, you get caught, you're going to jail, yeah. right? That, that's not God judging you. That's just, that's, you know, what happens. Yeah. <laughs> But when we talk about the justice of God, we, ha we cannot talk about the justice of God unless we l find ourselves at the cross, because that is, that is where the measurement of, of justice is poured out upon all sin. It's made right. It's, the Bible calls it the propitiation, right? The cross is the propitiation of our sin, meaning it's the satisfactory judgment yeah. of God. He is yeah. weighed in, sin is judged, justice is served on sin not on not on the one who held yes. you know who became sin for us that was yeah. the most unjust act like you said but in god's eyes justice for sin is poured out on the innocent so that the guilty could be set free yes. and and so that's a that's a profound um uh, thing when we talk about justice um he says going on he says the foundations of your throne he says are righteousness and justice and then he says, steadfast love or an unfailing love. That's a part of God's throne. Unfailing love goes before God. We could say patient, um, just a love that never ends. Um, what does that mean practically? If I were to say, 
to a person, um, you know, you were to say to a person, God has an unending, unfailing love towards you. Does that mean that, that, that God never is grieved, that God never gets mad, that he's just like a passive parent that sits by and just says, oh, it's okay, I love you. Oh, it's okay, I love you. What does unending, unfailing love mean? Well, I, I, I think, <clears throat> again, um, when you look at um, the attributes of God, it's almost like a diamond and it has many facets to who God is and all these work together. So when you think about his unfailing love is his commitment I know is toward me. God is good, so his commitment toward me is never going to move. However, Hebrews tells me that he will discipline me because he loves me. It's the same thing I would do with my grandkids or when my kids were small, I don't let them run in the street and just say, well, it'll work out. Nah, I love them. If they don't listen, then there's a discipline. If they want to run back in that street or do those things, and that's how our father is. And remember, it says that he disciplines those he loves, but not like we would do even as parents at our best. We still can't measure up to who he is and how he disciplines us because he loves us. You have his love, his discipline, his care. You know, his eyes are never taken from us. It says, Jesus said that number of hairs on your head are numbered. He knows how many hairs. Are. He is so intimately uh, acquainted with me that he knows me better than I know myself. And because he does have this unending love, I can rest in him when the Bible says, take no thought or worry about all these things. I know that he loves me. So it's like falling back into his arms. He's the one that cares. And I can walk in confidence because he loves me and he looks mm -hmm. out for me. It even says in Psalm 119, this is so amazing. David says, it's hard for me to grasp, but he knows what I'm going to say before I say it. So yeah. he is intimately equated and cares about. And, and, and I think that dedication, that dedicated love you're talking about is also expressed in Romans chapter eight, verse 38, where Paul says, for I am sure that neither death nor life, angels or rulers, neither things Amen. present, things to come, nor powers, um, nor heights, nor depths, nor anything else in all of creation will be able Amen. to separate us from the love of God in Christ. Amen. That is, that is a, a truth that people need to understand that is based on God's commitment yes. to people, not our yes. commitment. Our commitment is shallow, yes. it's fleeting, and it will often separate us yes. from God's love because we're just very self-condemning, self-motivating. Yes. But God is saying nothing in all of creation can separate you. That's the unfailing love I think we're talking about. Yes. Um, and then finally in Psalm 89, we just got about a about a minute and a half left here. It says the foundations of God's throne are righteousness and justice, steadfast love, and then faithfulness or truth, right? The other word there that's used for, for faithfulness is truth, go before God. And so when we talk about truth going before God, Joe, um, God's loving for sure, and, uh, but, but God is truth. In fact, we're told that those who worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, there's no error with him. He doesn't tell lies, he tells the truth. We got about 50 seconds left. Talk about why it's so important that a person understands that the truthfulness goes before God. Well, on, on the most amazing aspect of that is that if you feel you've been wronged in relationships or anything out there, God is, says he's going to handle that. And because he is truth, he isn't fooled by somebody's uh, pleasant words or bribes or anything like that. He is truthful and he deals with things that are unjust maybe to us or other people that he is truthful and he will meet that out 
and he will take care of that because he's good. And you know what? Because again, we talk, this isn't heaven. Yeah. So sometimes things need to get taken out. Yeah. Amen. Hey, we're out of uh, time for this episode of Shouts of Grace. Thank you for joining us. And we invite you to join us next week as we continue on looking at God's word um, with new guests. And um, hopefully you'll, you'll be a part of that. God bless you and have an amazing week. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If you've been encouraged in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us here at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.